at quarterback number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how you can throw. Yeah, 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 Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. All right, welcome everybody to the 14th episode of Six Bees and a P. I'm your host, Brian Costco, here on AquabearLegion.com, welcoming you to another episode and another Browns win. Now, three in a row, the Cleveland Browns improved to five and eight after defeating the Kansas City Chiefs or Cleveland Browns West, as we've referred to them on this program before, as they win 30 to seven. And it was an awesome game all around. Just amazing game by the Browns, which doesn't happen all that often. Uh, Great game by the defense. Huge punt return for a touchdown by the rookie Travis Benjamin. And a couple offensive touchdowns from Trent Richardson. And, of course, a couple field goals from Phil Dawson. And the Browns win 30-7. Quick rundown of the stats here for you. Brandon Whedon, 17 for 30 for 217 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, 79.4 rating for him. For the running backs, Montario Hardesty, 10 rushes for 52 yards, no touchdowns. Trent Richardson, 18 rushes, 42 yards, and two touchdowns. Nice game for Richardson, though not a ton of yards on the ground there. Browns receivers, Josh Gordon, 8 receptions, 86 yards. Greg Little, 4 receptions, 69 yards. Ben Watson, 3 receptions for 43 yards, and a few others. With less than that on the defensive end, five sacks for the Browns, which is huge. Um, Big interception by Tayshawn Gibson. Haven't heard that name too much before, but he had a nice interception. And, uh, you know, really held the Chiefs. Not so much Jamal Charles. He, uh, Chiefs running back, 18 rushes for 165 yards and a touchdown, but he got a little banged up. Didn't show up consistently throughout the rest of the game. The Browns did hold Brady Quinn to a very Brady Quinn-like game. 10 for 21, 159 yards with one interception, no touchdowns, 53.5 rating. And finally, old Peyton Paycheck-Hillis, five rushes, 11 yards. So nothing doing for Peyton. So Browns looked awesome. And the big theme on today's episode is that the Cleveland Browns, ladies and gentlemen, at 5-8 and eight are not yet mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and while it is a long shot until that actually happens we're going to keep you updated on what needs to be done for the Browns to pull off a huge upset and sneak in as that sixth seed in the AFC as the wild card we'll talk about that a little bit more later Um, and then we'll get into you know a few other things kind of where do we go from here what do you think Um, We'll talk about some of the rookie records the Browns are setting and give you some tweets of the week and new trivia question as well as answer last week's. And we'll start, I think we'll just go ahead and start with the playoffs. The Browns, if you can believe it, at 5-8 after winning their last three games, uh, are not yet mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. This is the same team that started up 0-5. But the AFC is that bad this year. You know, you've had... The Texans and the Steelers and the Broncos um, 
and to a lesser extent the Ravens coming from each of their divisions pretty strong, but those wild card spots right now it seems as if the Colts and Andrew Luck are gonna pull off another kind of amazing story and get that first wild card, but that second one is up for grabs at this point. So um, there was a, a blog I was reading. I think it was actually on a Cleveland business site of of all things uh, by Joel Hammond, uh, Kane's business report, I believe. Um, but if you Google uh, Cleveland Browns playoffs, you know you'll see all several different articles from all over the place. Um, so first things first, you know what Joel Hammond talks about in this article is, of course, as we know, the Browns have to win their last three games. So that's the Browns lose any of these games coming up, and that's it for them. It, it, there's a very slim possibility that you could get in at seven and nine, but a lot of crazy things would happen. So we have to assume the Browns went out, finished the season eight and eight. And then a lot of other things need to happen. Um, the Steelers need to lose one game. Uh, you know, obviously they're in that hunt there too with those teams. Um, preferably to the Bengals. Um, and it doesn't matter if they beat the Cowboys, they play them later on. The Cowboys are in the NFC. Um, Browns would, in this scenario, have a 2-0 and record versus the Steelers. They've already beat them once, and they would have to beat them at the end of the year. So they would win any tiebreaker. Um Essentially, you know, Pittsburgh would beat Cincinnati and then lose to the Steelers and the Cowboys if they beat Cincinnati and finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, But it would be better if they lose to Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals would have to lose to the Eagles or Baltimore and finish 8-8. Eight and eight. That allows them to beat the Steelers. Um, and, you know, there'd be some tiebreakers going on there. Um, the Jets are also in the hunt. They're 6-7 and seven right now if they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, they would win. The Browns would win that tiebreaker because they have a better AFC record. Um, if they beat the Broncos and the Steelers here coming up, the Browns will finish seven and five in the AFC, and the Jets it would be about six and six. So they would win that tiebreaker. The Chargers um, could also finish eight and eight, um, but the Browns beat the Chargers earlier this season, so they would win that tiebreaker. And the Bills could also. Uh, finish eight and eight. So there's quite a lot of teams here that also, you know, I'm sure they have their own podcasts that are figuring out crazy scenarios for them to make the playoffs. Um, and the Bills actually beat the Browns earlier in the year, but so you have to hope the Bills lose at some point. And finally, the Dolphins could also finish eight and eight. They'd have to beat Buffalo, which would knock them out. And uh, Hammond talks about in this that that would actually be preferable for the Browns because they would have a better record in the conference than Miami. So it would be easier to beat the tiebreaker with them than the Bills who beat the Browns earlier in the season. So if all of those crazy things happen, the Browns could make the playoffs. To break it down a little simpler, Browns win out. Uh, Steelers have to lose a game, um, preferably to the Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals have to win, lose some games. And then we need some things to happen with the Jets or the Bills, uh, Chargers, Dolphins, just to make sure that they would sneak in. So very unlikely but still possible that your Cleveland Browns can make the playoffs. And that begs a question here uh, on 6Bs and a P on such a positive week. Three wins in a row, very convincing victory against a very terrible Kansas City Chiefs team. I also want to bring that up You know, in context. This is a game that you hope the Browns would be able to win. Um, so it's good that they did. I'm not trying to make too much out of this. But we've all seen this team get better throughout the year. And it really, you know, in a game like this against a, a subpar Chiefs team, really kind of seemed to be firing on all cylinders. And so I think, you know, 
our normal theme on here being sad but positive. Um, we'll try to focus on just the positive, not too much to be sad about this week. So my question to all of you that I want to hear comments on and tweets and you know any other emails, whatever else, is where do we go from here? You know, let's say the Browns, you know, have a decent run here at the end of the season. I'm not necessarily saying win all three of these games, but what if they win one or two of them and they finish six and ten or seven and nine? You know, is that enough for Pat Shermer to keep his job? I mean, I'll tell you, my opinion would be that this team finishes eight and eight and makes the playoffs by some strike of fate. I think you have to consider keeping Pat Shermer. Um, I think that does a lot for his job security, obviously. Um, but, you know, We've talked about not being a fan of him on this show. I mean, it seemed the game went great today, but it's a lot easier to call plays when you're ahead, you know, as with anything. Um, I still think he makes a lot of mistakes, and I'm not sold on Brad Childress either. But, you know, if the Browns can keep putting wins together and keep playing like this, you know, do you keep him around? What do you do with Brandon Whedon? We talked about old baseball last week here quite a bit with uh, Michelle and Brian and Sherry, um, and he's been a topic on this show quite a bit. We talked about me and Chris a few weeks ago about the comparison between him and Colt McCoy with this many games and how they really are almost the exact same quarterback. But, you know, Whedon looked good on Sunday. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but did what he needed to do to keep the game going, put together some really nice drives. I mean, Dawson had a couple field goals, too. Those are all great drives by Whedon. So where does this team go? Who stays? Who do you think... um you know, is someone that's going to be out next year, uh, whether it's a coach or a player. And who would you like to see come in? You know, I'll try to post at some point, you know, a list of, of the people who are big, at least big time people who will be free agents next year. Um, and then obviously, you know, we have a big, you know, we'll have a decent first round pick. No second round pick this year uh, because of Josh Gordon last year, which that's fine based on how well he's producing. Um, but who do you want to see come in? Who do you think is on their way out? What do you think? is the 2013 Browns. What do you think it's going to look like? Um, and quick, too, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we got into our segments. Um, Rick Grayshock over on Waiting for Next Year um, was posting uh, some great, great stuff about the Browns' rookie records. Um, and there's actually a possibility this year that the Browns could have a trio at of rookie uh, offensive players at the skill positions, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, who could all hit some pretty big-time marks for them and, you know, in some cases exceed any rookie records that are set for the Browns. They could possibly have a quarterback, Brandon Wee, in 3,000 yards, which he already hit, a running back in Trent Richardson who could hit 1,000 yards, and he's pretty close, and it, uh, a little bit more of a stretch, but also a possibility that Josh Gordon could hit 1,000 yards in receiving. So... Uh, that is pretty amazing. Um, right now, just to give you an update, uh, Richardson is 869 yards, so he just needs, uh, you know, just a little bit more there over the next three games. Um, he's already got nine rushing touchdowns. That's a rookie record. Um, his 10 touchdowns that he has uh, tie him with Jim Brown and Eric Metcalf, so awesome year for Richardson. Josh Gordon um, has 732 yards, so it would take him a little bit of work. I think it's an average of 89 yards a game for the last three games, and he could hit 1,000. Kevin Johnson uh, from the 1999 Browns owns a lot of rookie uh, reception records. I don't think he's going to quite get to any of that. Um, <laughs> and Brandon Whedon, as we mentioned um, 
He eclipsed 3,000 yards on Sunday. He now has 3,037 yards, the most ever by a Browns rookie quarterback. Um, and that leads me to this week's trivia question. And we're just going to take that segue. You know, seems pretty appropriate. This week's trivia question, Don Fleming Memorial trivia question. We mentioned that Brandon Whedon has just passed 3,000 yards. He's got a chance to actually become the highest uh, yardage for a Browns quarterback since they came back in 1999. Because there's only two other quarterbacks besides Brandon Whedon since the Browns have returned that has thrown for over 3,000 yards. And I want to know who those two quarterbacks are and what years they threw for over 3,000 yards. Um, bonus points if you know who had the most since then and, you know, if you think Brandon Whedon can beat that this year. So you can tweet that at us on Twitter at 6B1P. That's the number six, letter B, number one, letter P. Drop a comment here on the podcast on aquabearlegion.com or send us an email, brian at aquabearlegion.com. Tell us what other two Browns quarterbacks since they've returned in 1999 have thrown for over 3,000 yards. Um, last week's trivia question, we asked you, you know, the Browns had just won two games in a row. They've now won three in a row. But we asked you when the last time the Browns won two games in a row. Um, Dave took a stab at it on there. Uh, I believe he said 2009 sometime. But, Dave, you're incorrect this week. The last time the Browns won two games in a row is the beginning of last season. They beat the Colts and the Dolphins two weeks in a row, September 18th and 25th of 2011. So um, that was your trivia answer from last week, Don Fleming Memorial Trivia Question. And our other segment, of course, is a crowd favorite and a favorite of co-hosts and everyone else involved with this show, too. It's our Tweet of the Week. As you know, earth-shattering news last week on this podcast that our favorite Brown tweeter frosty rucker had gotten rid of his account at frost ruck um deleted it we actually had gotten to a point this year where for a good number of weeks in a row we had done both a browns tweet of the week and a frosty rucker tweet of the week because he was just so damn funny it seemed like he would get it every week um so i just want to mention that again frosty we hope you get back on the twitter we love it man um Rise and grind. And so this week's uh, normal, non-Frosty Rucker Tweets of the Week, um, I believe this is the first time we've had this guy on here, Jason Pinkston, who's a Browns offensive lineman. He is at Jason Pinkston OL. And Jason, this is just a great tweet from uh, earlier tonight on Monday night. It just says, Tom Brady is real. Frosty Rucker, please come back. Um, if you have any suggestions for Tweets of the Week, send them on to us as well. And I got exciting news before we take off today. I will, unless something happens, be at Cleveland Browns Stadium next weekend as the Browns take on the Washington Redskins and hope to continue a miraculous playoff run, at least until we're mathematically eliminated. Um, myself and Brian Weeby will be at the game very excited about that. We'll be driving up very, very early Sunday morning um, and really excited to 
go to a Browns game. Haven't been to one this year. So I assume we'll be recording some stuff here and there um, at the stadium before the game, after the game. Um, it should be really cool. And hopefully the Browns improve to 6-8 and eight and we see some pretty sweet stuff. So you'll hear back from me then. I also want to let you know, too, as we get into the holiday season, we might have a couple delays, especially around Christmas there. I'll be up visiting the folks for a few days. So might have a late 6B and a P the week after next as well so as i mentioned browns and redskins next week let's keep it going broncos and steelers after that the browns have yet to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and i want to hear from all of you out there let me know what you want us to talk about um you know answer trivia questions send tweets of the week to us and let me know where you think the browns go from here um browns 30 to 7 over the chiefs another win five and eight I'm going to sign off three wins in a row for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we're happy here at Six P's and a P. I'm your host, Brian Costco. I like to thank OfferReligion.com for hosting us. Your one source for force and all that is Ohio music and art. We'll see you guys next week. Go Browns.